You're listening to I'm Quincy. And I'm Kay. And this is a podcast where I teach Quincy a little bit about Marvel. And I teach Kay a little bit about makeup. Watch out. There are MCU spoilers ahead. Yeah. Listen up. Maybe not watch up. I don't know. (laughs) Sorry, that was weird. (laughs) And our guest today is a writer, director, producer, host, and performer. So many things. Who wrote on the UCB sketch team, The New Deal. And the 2017 CBS Diversity Sketch Showcase. She was also a 2019 participant in the National Hispanic Media Coalition's TV Writers Program and one of my favorite people on earth. Please welcome Lisa, Lisa Timmons. Timmons. Oh my gosh. If I'm greeted like this every day of my life, I will die a happy woman. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Just, all right. Well, we'll put this on a loop for you. <laughs> so just every day you, you are, wake up to it. <laughs> I'm in my happy place with you guys. <laughs> um, well, welcome, Lisa. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, today, we are talking about a really awesome movie. So great, awesome guest. Great, awesome movie. We are talking about Thor Ragnarok. Um, just to give you a little context, uh, it was released November 3rd, 2017. It was directed by Taika Watiti, an amazing director. I'm such a be- fan of his. Is it Tika? Isn't it Tika? I can never know. What I, I think it's Taika. Taika. I think it's Taika. Yeah. I, somebody told, I said Taika and someone was like, it's Tika and said it so definitively. Mm. Oh, you know what? They might be right. I can't say with definite. Wait. Yes. What am I talking about? He was on Drag Race and RuPaul. I remember said Taika. He was on Drag Race. Yes. He. Oh, was he? (gasps) Drag Race Australia. Ah, yes. Uh, He had a little he he had a little uh, uh, he did a video in. He did like a like a like a um, you've got mail. (laughs) as <laughs> a, a, a zoom in to, as a judge was he a mm-hmm. judge oh cool zoom in for like a little challenge awesome awesome i think it was a mini challenge uh, great cool. great well i guess he is a he is not only a director writer but he is also a drag race uh judge um but he also wrote and direct directed jojo rabbit which he won the oscar for um as original screenplay um or it might have been adapted it was a screenplay award um he also uh, co-created and uh, uh, what we do in the shadows and directed episodes of those and then so directed good. episodes of Flight of the Concords. So he's um, from New Zealand. So he is, uh, you know, from there and, and kind of represents kind of like indigenous type people um, because he's I believe he's part Maori, um, which is yes. like the native New Zealand um, Pacific Islander. Uh, ethnicity um and uh yeah and just to give you a little uh background on what was happening in 2017 um you know it was a really big mo- year for movies um this was the third, Isn't this the third? <gasps> that came out wow, in 2017 look at me. yeah stuff yeah. when mm, uh, wait pulled up Disney plus and said 2017. I was like, I think this is the third movie that has come out this year. Yeah. Cause so this was the last MCU in 20 uh, movie that came out in 2017. So I've been having to like, uh, expand my 2017 highlights over the past three episodes. <laughs> Cause oh, we've been covering sense. every single obviously movie. Um, cause guardians of the galaxy two 
and Spider-Man Homecoming also came out in 2017. I what didn't realize that. that great year of like stacked movies. Yeah. Like, that's a, well, oh. you know, something had to be going right in 2017. <laughs> 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 we they were like, you know what? Let's release five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did um, they know? Did Marvel know? They must Marvel have known. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Well, not just Marvel, but um, Get Out came out that year, which oh, right. was was a huge impact on the office uh, on the box office. Um, it was the highest grossing debut for a feature length film based on an original screenplay up to that point. Um, and and movie game. pass was still happening. Guys, remember movie pass? I yes. think that hey, was remember like movies. That, yeah. Remember theaters remember that year? Was it the that year or the year before when movie pass came out? And that was like the thing. I remember just at comedy clubs, like that was like the joke everyone wanted. Nobody to Nobody would stop talking uh-huh. about. I went to see Black Panther twice. And the when I the day, let me tell you the movie I found out that you that they stopped allowing you to go to the same movie multiple times was when I attempted to go see Tyler Perry's Acrimony. <laughs> starring Taraji P. Henson for the second time. And I was, and I get to the theater and it's like not working. I was like, well, I'm just going to buy a ticket. Did they give you a reason why? Or was that just a policy that they happened to reinstate between th- the last I time you used they, it? I think it was on movie passes way out where people uh, were doing what I, I was going ham. I just went <laughs> to everything. I didn't care what it was. And, and you might I was as well. Like, I'll, I was like, I'll go multiple times. This is a, a fun in in theater experience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, you're like, you're, they're like, here, a pass. You can see so many movies, and people are like, done. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, exactly. They're like, we've made a huge mistake, and then now they're like, can you come back? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like hot and cold, guys. Um, and and Wonder Woman also came out that year. Logan, um, Star Wars, Last Jedi. And that was also the year that they had the Oscars envelope gate where they accidentally <laughs> announced that La La Land won best Oscar, but it was a uh, best picture, but it was actually Moonlight. So, so many remember, movie related things. I remember reading an article, I think it was in the New Yorker, talking about what Faye Dunaway was doing when she, because she basically gave Warren Beatty the envelope he took the heat and she kind of right. wandered off and was just like <laughs> eating almonds, like watching it While all. While the unfold. fire is <laughs> she burned <didn't> hair. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. 2017 really had a lot happening from a pop culture perspective. I, yeah. I really yeah. forgot. Yeah. What a and fun year. So that was uh, kind of the movie landscape. But let's go ahead and dive into the movie that we are talking about. Thor Ragnarok, um, one of my favorites because I really enjoy like the team up movies. And for me, this is kind of like a kind of an unofficial team up movie because you have, you know, Banner, you have uh, Valkyrie, you have, of course, Loki. Um, But Lisa, what's your hot take about Thor Ragnarok? I, I don't know that my take is so hot. Okay. But I will say the big, oh, the big, the thing that hit me was, as you said, Wonder Woman came out that year. And mm-hmm. when I saw Wonder Woman, I was, listen, you know, philosophies and issues with, with whatever you may feel about it aside, it was powerful for me to see that many women on screen fighting and fighting like badasses. Yes. It, it blew me away because I realized I hadn't seen it before. Mm-hmm. But same, same. 
But then when I saw Thor Ragnarok, I was like, every single action movie director should be a comedy person because you can have action or you can have comedy without action kind of, but every comedy enhances everything to me. I'm hundred mm-hmm. percent biased. I thought it was fantastic. I mean, this isn't a hot take, but for an indigenous person to, to inject themes about colonialism and what it means to fight other people's wars I mean, that's not a hot take, I, but I loved that that was happening in this movie. No, that's a, that's a, not, not, I would say that is, is a hot take and that is a great take because for me, like, you know, I, when I first saw it, I was just kind of blown away by like how different it looked, the difference in tone compared to the other Thor movies. I was like, oh, they're going funny and from the top, you know? So um, funny. Yeah. You know, him and D- Searcher's Dungeon and like the spinning around is like, oh, I'm spinning. <laughs> I'm spinning. I'm not doing this. I promise. Like, I was like, okay. It was was like, that really would have happened. Like he didn't (laughs) make it funny. Like, like he, he didn't have to make something up. Like he really used the situation to make it so simple. Yeah. 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 And, and, and very organic feeling. And the, and to me, what blew me away was the fact that it felt so organic and natural, even though the other two movies had were so much more like Shakespearean and kind of more serious and, and darker. Um, so, so yeah, I remember that being kind of like a big uh, factor that when I first saw it, but watching this, the second, this not second time, probably I was seventh or eighth okay. time. I was like, this is not the second <laughs> I, time I see this movie. Um, it, it did hit me harder. The, the, uh, you know, rewriting of history, the, the, the philosophy of empire and, you know, and in kind of classic Marvel, fa- Marvel fashion with the villain, she has kind of like a justified grudge against, you know, uh, uh, Odin and, and, and the reason why she, uh, is kind of pursuing her goal and, because she is, she's the firstborn. She actually is entitled to the throne. She has a title to the throne. Um, so that hit me so much harder this time. And so I'm so, so glad that you um, you brought that brought that up. You know, um, actually, Lisa, you you're, up. A, you're oh. also just a sidebar. Ahead, you're the yeah. second person we've talked about who we were like comedy people really know what they're doing when given the chance to do yeah. this. Remember Hakeem, I think our first episode, Hakeem said something similar, like, how many people can do it all? Do you think it's way easier to make people cry in life? Yeah. In life. And I think that's true of in art. I think it's a lot harder to make people laugh. I could tell the saddest story in the world and make you sick and cry. But like, if you can't make somebody laugh after that, then because that's the whole yeah. point of comedy, I think, is like you make it really bad <laughs> and then mm. you give the release. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> at least there's a point to why i'm making you so sad yeah <laughs> it, i mean I, I and i find that too that even like nowadays like a lot of comedies are gearing more darker you know are kind of pushing more towards you know the laughs that kind of come out of like the awkwardness and kind of like the oh the dick the desperation so when i can watch something that actually has like legit jokes I, it's such a relief and it's, it's like it's such a wash over you to be like oh my gosh yes that relief that release of like you know oh um i actually this i'm that that feeling of joy coming out of the pain you mm-hmm. know 
Oh, yeah. when when you realize Loki has been falling for 30 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> I mean, a great sequence. And Quincy, do you recognize that that sequence from when we saw it in the earlier movie as an after credit? Where Thor, no. remember Thor had the beer? Oh, um, yes, that. Sorry, I thought you meant, you meant, yes, 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 yes. I thought you meant Loki falling through was a after end. No, I, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Cool. 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 Cause, um, you know, we just, we, uh, watched, we've been watching all the Marvel movies in order. Uh, the, one of the after credits, after credits for Dr. Strange was, yeah. um, Thor sitting with him with and the beer, him ha- drinking out of the beer and then it refilling whenever he was drinking it. Um, but yeah, that was a great sequence, you know, uh, a very short kind of tie in to Dr. Strange, but you know, it felt, it felt, it didn't feel like nudge, you know, shoved in there definitely felt like or earned yeah it didn't yeah. feel out of pocket wait lisa what were you gonna say about kate blanchett's character who fucking killed it by the way i was just like yes hella for so much of this movie i was like if you want me to not like this person <laughs> you're gonna have to make her about a million times less fabulous <laughs> every she time she's in- like Super uh, evil villainous pose the entire time. The whole time oh, she's like, yes. standing like this. I said the same thing. To like the first time she appears to them in Norway, she's literally like doing broken down doll, like <laughs> brothers. The whole time. The whole time. Like it felt like she had studied um, her angles, like her angles, and was like, no matter where I'm standing, no matter where the camera is, I'm going to have a silhouette of a villainess I no yes. matter what yeah i love the, the the hands over the head to move the hair into the horns and the fight scenes with the horns i feel like this is the part where i really really loved her because i was <laughs> like girl you are just slitting throats with this crazy ass headdress that has to be so heavy <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah I her thought the power was maintaining her balance. Yeah. No, there was one point when she was doing something and I was like, man, just the amount of Bobby. Pin- I don't know what. <laughs> I mean, they probably did have to build a practical helmet at some point. I'm, I'm guessing like when she did have to do a lot of movement, it was mostly, you know, CG. But but I, I, I'm pretty sure that they did have to build a practical one just for like her. You know, the, the, just like the her, the reveal herself. ones. Yeah. Um, um, but, you know, yeah. Hella talk about uh, an amazing villain. Great performance. Um, and, you know, that moment just from the from the beginning, her first, uh, you know, entrance where she literally breaks Mjolnir, the the hammer. And like, I was just so like, fast. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, it's this thing of like, you know, you're like trying to gauge like, is this villain, you know, strong enough? Are they bad enough? Are they really that big of a threat? And from that moment, you're just like, oh, she's here. Not she's not here to play. <laughs> she, well, yeah. yeah. And, and and I would say also too then from a writing perspective, Taika destroyed that hammer in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So we're not going to be able to rely on this hammer. Mm. We're going to see Thor vulnerable. We're going to see Thor needing somebody else. Tessa Thompson's character, the Valkyrie. I can't even remember. Tessa Thompson. Yes. Dude, she comes like she's the Han Solo. 
Mm. that I want. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it felt like to me. Like, Oh, you could tell she'd had like, uh, like when she stumbles out, she's drinking. She's just like got the crazy machine gun thing. Yep. Talk talk about another like entrance that just immediately is just like telling you, you know, I I'm, I'm I'm not here to play. I am. I am a strong character that, that, uh, you're definitely going to have to, that, you know, that you're going to have to deal with and it's going to be formidable, you know? Um, so yeah. And just like overall from the, from the top, you have so many great characters being introduced. You have, you have, okay, we're talking about Jeff Goldblum as <laughs> oh. an evil villain. Yes, yes, of course. Of course. You can't he talk was- about this movie without talking about Grandmaster Jeff Goldblum. He probably has an actual real name. That's like Grandmaster or something else. But to me, he is actually Jeff Goldblum in that universe. <laughs> oh my god it was great he was well, great i noticed because this is marvel and makeup my mm-hmm. little eyes were like let me look at this makeup in marvel yes. and everybody had a little signature swipe yeah of something which by the way <laughs> also happens in glitter i don't know if you guys know this about that movie the mariah carey movie yeah she always has a stripe of glitter on her at different points so maybe taiko was inspired by glitter i'm just kidding that is 100 percent not what happened (laughs) but i loved how jeff goldblum has the blue Mm -hmm. get the blue tessa thompson had the white white white, yep and then the other the the oh my gosh um jeff goldblum's um Maori yes. henchwoman Topaz is the character her, name. Her, her, I don't her, know this actress's name, but she's fantastic. She is fantastic. Oh, I, I do. Uh, I looked her up. Rachel House is uh, her so name. Brutal. She is so funny. <laughs> she is. She's part Maori. She also played Grandma Tala um, in Moana, who is like the grandma character. Yes, I love yes. Moana. Moana yes. is another movie where it's all about a lady who's like, if you would have just given me what was rightfully mine, <laughs> we would not even be here today. Also, just <laughs> Odin just being like, hey, I have the secret. I knew your sister was going to come and like, I'm not going to tell you until like two seconds before I die. <laughs> The way I'm going to be turning into golden dust. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> like, that was the most abrupt goodbye. I'm going to be <laughs> gone forever. I've ever seen. Also, he was very chill about it. <laughs> I mean, he, he he was banned for a while. So he was probably like, I'm over it. <laughs> uh, I've been here. I've, I've gotten used <laughs> to just looking out on this cliff and over the water for the longest time. So I'm good. I, I've been here for hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's the that's the piece that giving giving like a, a nice view for like years and years can give you just be like when it comes to your time, you're like, I'm good. <laughs> I will disintegrate. No problem. Well, yeah, I would yeah. ask you, Kay, mm-hmm. as the Marvel Universe expert, I was struck by this aside mm-hmm. in that that a uh, the child of a monarch has that reminded me of Black Panther. Uh-huh. Where you have T'Challa visiting his father in this place that sort of represents their homeland. And I'm like, is that an MCU thing? Is that just like maybe a coincidence or what are you th- what do you think? Well, you know, it, I, I feel it is more of like a like a cultural thing that's not necessarily specifically MCU. But, you know, the diff- there are different stories in the MCU where the characters because of like the realm that they come from. Yeah. They have that just like cultural story. Like, you know, uh, I don't know if you ever saw dark world, Thor, dark world, the second Thor. Um, I think I did. Is that where they destroy something in the desert? 
Yeah, yeah. With the ether, right? And that's on the ether. Yeah, where Natalie Portman is on her horrible period because she's you know filled with red stuff. Um, If you rewatch the movie, Lisa, it's literally her on her period. Like she's tired, bad period, swan. (laughs) She sees red, like. but when so spoiler alert there uh the the mother character played by renee russo dies in that one so yes that's right so yeah so when they they light her you know her casket on fire and it goes off the water and once he like you know stomps his staff she also disintegrates into dust and into like uh gold sparkles and so they kind of and then she kind of floats up into the sky so that is kind of like in that realm, in that culture. And I think it's very similar to like, it's like kind of based in like Viking culture that like, you okay. know, once you pass on, you kind of become part of, you know, the stars and, you know, your, your, you know, your matter moves on, lives on. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other, have we seen any other uh, things where like when someone dies, they have a type of like a philosophy behind it um, in terms of like, what happens to them and their, their spirit Quincy. I know in guardians, like they had, or even like that little, that I'm kind of even thinking about like how T'Challa went unconscious and like taught, like with the flower and talk, like had that moment and sort of talk with the, this whole moment of like talking with your ancestors, like, cause they're in Norway doing it. And then with T'Challa, it was like, you know, I'm talking about with the trees and then all of the other tigers and like the tigers, panthers in the family tree, like looking, I was just like, oh, that's interesting. um, I think speaking with your ancestors definitely is probably in African culture. Um, Time out. Wait, this is going to be great. Lisa, have you seen Shang-Chi? Not yet. Okay, never mind. Because then if you had, usually, so we only do spoilers for the audience, but no spoilers for me (laughs) since I'm experiencing the movie for the first time. Here's what I will tell you, however. Um. You can spoil things for me. I'll still, okay. I still love the journey. And I also want to be and you guys, and then I'll be more excited about watching it. So I appreciate what you're doing, but I am a voracious consumer of this stuff. And so I'll just be like, Oh, I want to see how they did it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then but thank the you. Go first on. time ever in our podcasting history, Kay gets to put on the earmuff. I'm going to earmuff. Yeah. Okay. Cause I haven't <laughs> seen yet. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm going to earmuff. Okay. I saw it. But okay, so similarly, there is a thing in Shang-Chi at the end where okay. they do a floating thingy. And so I'm wondering, because you guys, you were like, is there another one? And then like that's an Asian culture thing. I'm guessing they pull from. I don't know. Yeah, so I'm wondering right? if this is a, like a mainstay of the MCU. I've I've seen this motif used where you speak to like go to a dreamscape in other books, but maybe this is an MCU specific that they're building up to. I was going to say, I mean, it really did feel so much like that moment where T'Challa goes back and then um, and even uh, uh, what is his name? Killmonger. He he goes there, too. And so I was like, oh, that's so it, that's like uh, that's clearly a, um, a thing they're using, like a trope that they're using. So that's interesting. Did you and like for, Shang- oh, for yeah. Shang-Chi? And we didn't we didn't see the they didn't go to the uh, another world that way. But like. You know how Kay just said, like, they release them into the water. Yes. There's another there's a moment they do that in the movie. I love the movie. The movie was great. It was so much fun. Oh, my gosh. I did hear someone told me about a moment where um, he was told to take off his shirt to fight. And he says, why? And they're like, don't worry about it. And the woman he's fighting gets to be fully clothed. And I was like, yes. 
Oh my god, poor Kay. I feel like okay. oh, yeah. you know what, Kay, you can come back. We had a moment con- to communing with our ancestors, real quick. Hope that was okay for you, Kay. <laughs> I don't think she heard, but she oh, how the tables have turned. Okay. Oh my gosh, you guys look so excited. I know when Quincy's pumping her fists, I was like, oh, something's going down. Um, yes, I have not yet seen Shang Chi, um, so uh, I'm sure once. I see that we'll have so much more to pull from in terms of the movies. <laughs> I love um, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just to go back to, uh, you know, the great characters in this movie, you have Scourge at the top, you know, played by Keith Urban, uh, you know, uh, taking over for Heimdall because let's let, we realize that Loki Wait. is still alive. What was Sorry. that? Is his his name is Keith Urban? Wait, uh, Carl 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 Urban. Carl Urban. Yeah, I literally I, I, was, I was like wrong. Be like, Wait, I was like Nicole. This is yeah, a that different was a different, <laughs> different Urban. <laughs> Would watch that movie though. Would watch it. <laughs> um, and then you have those cameos by Matt Damon and Liam Hemsworth in the play. Matt Damon. Oh yeah. my god. I looked it up and I was like, oh, this is a secret cameo because he is not listed. And I'm pretty sure that's fucking that damn. Yeah, it was my favorite. Oh, my God. I love it. We have the the incredible Tom Hiddleston uh, become coming back as Loki, the god, the god of mischief and being a trickster again. Oh, such a great scene um, with him being like, I'm playing Odin, be like, oh, you're back. Uh," And then, you know, him throwing the hammer and be like, "Okay, I give. I want to say something about that scene Uh that my fiance pointed out where he said that this is the moment that you realize that Tom Hiddleston is becoming a bigger star than Matt Damon because he's Matt Damon's the cameo. And then from there, Tom Hiddleston (laughs) fully like, I mean, he was already, you know, but I feel like I was like, oh, wow, that's so true. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I was just going to say the opposite of that is that Matt <laughs> is so famous that he's now just doing cameos. <laughs> I only say this because I just saw him in another movie, completely different vibe. He's not listed in the opening credits at all, but has a cameo. As oh, like in the a, other movie? It, not a, it's not a Marvel movie. It's a completely other movie that just recently came out. Uh-huh. And you, he pops up and you're like, he has, he has this like really... Uh, amazingly horrible like it's a horrific thing he says an amazing monologue um i won't i don't know if you guys want to know what movie he came in and then so then when i saw this i don't mind but Kay probably would no i mean what what was not um the um uh the 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 don Cheadle movie that just came out um on netflix the oh um benicio del toro you will know or spoilers guys yeah uh no 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 sudden no sudden moves oh okay was it good and the cameo was it good his cameo was excellent. Oh my God. He has a really great monologue. And so, so when I saw this, I was like, I guess just Matt Damon's just doing fun cameo bit roles now. Because like, yeah. he doesn't, why, why does he need to star anybody? I don't know. That's what I got. Lisa. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah. he's not as big of a star. <laughs> <laughs> or he's just like, oh, it takes a long time to star in a movie. I'll do cameo. <laughs> he's like, you know, her day just as much, if not more. Maybe. Well, I would love it if we were all talking about Matt Damon doing cameo, the app. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Susan. (laughs) (laughs) 
well, you know, (laughs) anything can happen nowadays. So many things. Um, Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Kate Blanchett as Hella, Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie, um, Stan Lee as the barber. Did you catch that? Those classic Stan Lee cameo? Well, yes, I caught it because I was also like a man with those crazy razor hands. (laughs) Just gave Chris Hemsworth an amazing haircut. Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it was so that is not the haircut that you expect to get while you're a prisoner gladiator right <laughs> about to go out and fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you guys a uh, long hair crim- Chris Hemsworth or short hair? Crim's head? No, no. Long hair Thor or short hair Thor? I'm, um, I'm on board with I'm on board with the short hair because just the long hair seems gets a little mullety, you know, Um yeah, but I, I'm good with I'm good with either. But I feel like the he does so much running around and sweating that like <laughs> after a certain point, that hair, you're like, it's like so maybe short hair. Maybe I answered my own question. I think short hair. I think mean, that's long hair, because when I see him, I just think of his brother, Liam. I'm like, oh, did you catch the cameo of who played him? Yeah, in, in the play the thing with Matt Damon. No, was it him? It was that's Liam. That's Hemsworth. Yeah. That's the oldest brother, not Liam. Oh, it's the, that's older... the oldest brother. I oh, was wondering. I was like, that looks almost exactly like him. Like, hey, wow. here's the thing. Just when you think you've named all the Hemsworths, remember, there's always one more. <laughs> there's it's like a clown seven car. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. There's so many Hemsworths. <laughs> I'm trying to see which one it was. It's the oldest oh, brother. Luke. Luke, Luke. Hemsworth. Actor Thor. Okay. Why that was Liam? Because I was like, that's the other one, right? Uh, <laughs> right. There's always there's always one more. There's always more. <laughs> um, yeah. Idris Elba comes back as Heimdall. Yes. Um, and then you have, of course, Bruce Banner back. That was such Hulk. a delightful surprise. And I this made me think of when we watched Civil War about who was stronger. Mm-hmm. If Thor and Hulk were around. Oh, yes. that's right. Yeah. Oh, yes. Hulk, uh, Loki's trauma <laughs> <laughs> from watching the, the Hulk versus Thor in the gladiator arena. Yeah. When he, when he was remembering being smacked around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was so fun. And, and the thing is, is like, you can see, he just registers every single moment of that. <laughs> you know, he comes in, he's like, ah, Thor's having to fight. I'm, I'm up here in my box. And then he sees Hulk. He's like, I gotta get off this planet. <laughs> yeah. It was <laughs> the great. whole planet. Yeah. 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 Gotta get it. That's up. how heavy that trauma is. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> when you get, when you get smashed, it, it, it sits with you. It's, it, you know, the smash, the smash is deep. The smash is deep. Um, I, I will say one of my favorite, uh, part of the performances of Hulk, like so many good stuff, because you don't really ever see Hulk kind of talk before this. Like he has yeah, actual right. scenes as Hulk in this movie. Um, so you know that whole thing of like Hulk is burning fire, you know Thor is smolding fire, and he's like, well, I'm kind of a burning fire too. Um, and that was really great. Um, but when he, he gets- kind of reminded me of um, uh, what's his name, uh, Dave Bautista's character a little bit. Plus yeah. Groot. Oh, yes. From Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. 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 Drax and Groot's character combined because he was such a like <laughs> big man baby. He was such a baby. It, yeah. it was adorable. He was yeah. just like sad and grumpy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, very, very hulkish. And, you know, he has that kind of like that that stunted, you know, speak of just like, I, 
Hulk this, Hulk that, Hulk talk in third person, you know, um, kind of like the, you know, uh, Neanderthal type, you know, character is a simple guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for me, I thought, uh, one of the kind of more emotional moments was when he sees Natasha on the screen in the Quinjet and he transforms back into Banner. I mean, I know, I mean, the thing is, is you're not, obviously there's a lot of CGI involved because he's going from Hulk to an actual person again, but even through all of that, I really felt like the emotion of that transformation, like he's hitting himself and he's being like, no banner, no, like, cause banners coming back out and he's losing control. Um, so that I thought that was a really great moment, you know, with all kind of like the epicness and like all the funny stuff happened. I was like, Oh, I remember when I watched, I was watching that this time. I was like, Oh shoot, that really, that really got me this time. I got a little choked up because, you know, he sees Natasha and then suddenly the humanity, the banner in him, you know, is able to kind of like, you know, power through and come back out after him being Hulk for so long. Um, so I thought that was really great. Um, Me too. Cause like, I mean, who doesn't want to imagine that like, you're the only thing standing between a man completely destroying the world. If like, he can't talk to you. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Natasha plays that card a lot when she goes into party. She's like, you know, I'm, I'm the only one that can bring the Hulk back to his humanity. So like, you know, yeah. Cool card trick, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you um, do CrossFit? <laughs> <laughs> have you met have, have, have you met my my guy, my guy. <laughs> oh he's he's not inside because if he if he was this whole place would be destroyed because uh, he's bigger like, than the whatever <laughs> i'm also pretty lethal but like that's fine <laughs> <laughs> um and and i also really appreciated i along you know with the kind of like that the the face painting and stuff like that like the festival like it had very like you know a lot of like cultural kind of references, you know, you have like the, the green, green smoke. There's like an Indian, you know, festival that has a lot of like, uh, like oh. powder and stuff like that. That reminded me of that. Um, and then, and actually the, especially really, especially, um, Valkyrie's, um, uh, face painting, it very much reminded me of like Polynesian kind of like tattoos. Cause they can be like yes. really small and like intricate oh. and then, and like build out. Um, so I, I, I definitely, felt throughout this whole movie just like man this this looks different this this yeah the tone is different from all the thor movies so it it definitely made me a fan of taika and just being like really interested in like where he's planning to take you know this character um and this whole kind of world and he is doing the next uh thor movie um oh, thor wow. love and thunder I'm excited yeah oh my gosh it's I called love thor it. love and thunder yes thor love and thunder and it sounds like an usher album <laughs> usher might be in this movie he oh, was in i'm just kidding i don't know he was in hustlers <laughs> You know, the way they play with cameos you never know you maybe he's playing yeah. maybe he's playing heimdall and like the next play version are you of whatever love and thunder are you love sure? and thunder yes guys like jason derulo was in cats jason derulo was in cats jason derulo was in cats anything is possible <laughs> love and thunder it sounds like you oh know gosh, real you're talking. Talking. it sounds like a reality tv show <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Love and Thunder Island. 
or like, you know, like all the Norse gods reality, you know, it's like all the, you know, their wives and they're like, mm, Thor's gone this week. But uh, <laughs> you didn't I come to my fashion up. show. You yeah. didn't support me. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you you have a lot of great characters to pull from. I mean, sure, Thor is a draw, but Loki. I mean, who? What girls are there for Loki? You know, is oh, this yeah. he he gets quote unquote depressed? And I remember somebody was saying there's a Thor movie where Thor gets like out of shape and sad. That's that's later. That's uh that's later later in okay. well in the Avengers because oh, that's I where he, um you know all the other where they start to team up again. Um, okay. So there's, yeah, that's where that happens. Um, oh, sorry, this is a total tangent, but like thinking about how much I feel, how many videos I feel like are out there for Chris Hemsworth, like Thor workouts mm-hmm. for guys to do. I cannot wait for the video where he's like, and this is how I gained all this weight <laughs> to just chill out <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think he ended, they ended up, using a suit for him uh, in that of course because <laughs> you know you can do all that hard work it's like i'm gonna always... make my brother luke gain all this weight and then we'll put my face on it <laughs> <laughs> dude he looked stacked i'm not he there's that one what what, what thing was it in he's like walking around with his shirt off i was like his muscles have muscles yeah oh like, but yeah and, but and like in front of hulk <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, he's just looking at him, just like, uh, uh, bulk up a little bit, you know. Uh, a year round job, huh? For him to, look it like seems that for the movie. like so much grilled chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Grilled chicken, Salmon, a lot of, uh, uh cardio, uh, and green stuff. Yeah. Circuit training. Um, I think he must, he has to eat a lot, though. Like, that's the other thing, too, is he's probably eating like eight times a day to be for all the calories to be bulking up that much like yeah i mean it's definitely a lifestyle i feel like like with the new eternals coming out you know um kunal najani is in that and like you know he's he's a comedian he's a stand-up comic and so he had to bulk up for the role and so i know because i saw him like right before any those pictures were posted uh-huh. I was like what's going on yeah <laughs> first of all not to be like mean but we work in comedy and so <laughs> comedy guys don't necessarily have to do the same things the comedy ladies have to do to be considered attractive true, so when you true. see a comedy guy put in the effort that ladies do you're like what <laughs> Like, he oh, my gosh, his, now his he wife knows. is just, you know, this <laughs> <laughs> just caressing him all the time. Now, the record, they looked adorable together. It was very cute. I, but I was also like it was quite dramatic. Yeah. A transformation. So it's like a whole it's a whole like thing, like routine and just like a whole like process that they put them through in order to give them that look, you know, and it makes you always wonder, like, how like how actually strong are they? How actually like fit are they? I mean, they're probably yeah. really pretty strong and pretty fit, but like, like it, it's definitely, you do realize it's definitely to get that look, you know, not. Yes. I feel like if you look at war, if you watch warrior, there's a Joe Taslin, he's like an action, he's like a martial artist. Mm-hmm. And like, when you look at his body, he looks lean, but like yeah. jacked, but that's because I think he uses his muscle for like martial arts versus I think, the other actor, I think those are like beauty muscles. So he looks big, but like not nearly as like 
lean and cut. Like when Joe, I love him. I, I talk about him. Like I know him when Joe comes on, you can see like the muscle striations because he's just a fucking beast. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and people who, who like, just like, you know, lift weights or like, you know, Olympic weightlifters, they're not, not necessarily like built, you know, they're just, you know, yeah. they're solid, but they're, they don't have like bulging. It's, it's not like all cut. So again, it's like strength versus look versus, you know, the actual type of fit that you're trying to go for. Um, it's, you know, it matters. Um, and the bottom and, line is whatever effort they're putting in, keep it up. <laughs> keep <laughs> Keep doing Keep it. going. <laughs> Don't <laughs> stop now. <laughs> You've come too far. <laughs> You've come too far. See how far you can go. Also, don't let Kunal be the only one, you know? Like, no. Like, you know, let him inspire you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well and, and what's interesting, though, is they do have, you know, uh, the spectrum. So you do have, you know, Thor all bulky, but you do also have Loki, who's not super bulky, but he himself is also very fit. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't I'm not sure if there's any I don't think there's any like uh shirtless pictures of shots of him yet, but I will say down the line, you do get to see more of his actual body. And he himself is also, also fit, but he's not bulked up like Thor. Um, That's the crazy thing is you've got like (laughs) Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, (laughs) the Hulk and all these people. And like, you think to yourself, Oh, that person, Oh, look, Loki's so small and you're like, he's probably like so ripped, but it, you could never know because everybody else is like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Their houses. Cause they're, yeah. They're like literally <laughs> box shaped. <laughs> These are buildings. Yes. They're buildings yes, of yes. people. <laughs> um, I, I will say like Loki, um, you know, he's a fave character in the MCU. We, we also have, um, Quincy has also grown to love him over these movies. Um, and I, I feel like, he uh, like Thor, he actually has a lot of growth in this movie as well. You know, yes, he goes from, that. you know, obviously living life as is, and, you know, in the guise of Odin. And then by the end, he's actually willing to stay by Thor's side, even though they have that kind of like, um, you know, scene in the elevator where it's just like they're finally kind of recognizing that, you know, they'll have to go their separate ways, even though Thor had wanted him to kind of like be by his side, you know, before for them to be together, you know, throughout their lives. Um, And then and then I feel like, you know, Thor giving him that um, that little speech about him being more than just the God of mischief that being finally kind of like dialed into him of like how he can actually just be, you know, uh, uh, I almost maybe a hero himself, um, which, you know, at the end, he does have that heroic, you know, your, your savior is here. And he, you know, goes back with Korg um, to help the, the Asgardians escape on the, on, on the fine, in the final battle, which of course is like so epic and so huge. And um, just like an, an amazing visual feat, I feel, especially with that walk, that badass like Tessa Thompson walked down the Bifrost with the fireworks behind her. I was just like, dang, that was an awesome shot. Like that's one of those moments in like MCU history that always like gets me, you know, no matter how many times I see it, I'm like, ah, oh, that looks so cool. Um, I have a yeah. question about Loki. Mm-hmm. The conversation he has with uh, Thor in the elevator. Um, Cause I thought 
like he wants acknowledgement still. Right. Cause like, you know, he didn't say anything while his, while Thor's going on and on about like, um, you know, I forget what he was saying, but you could tell like whatever Thor was saying about Loki, he like disagreed, but like was just going with it. Like he wants, he still is a little brother at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, you know, he has this facade, like, you know, I don't care, you know, I'm the God, of, God of mischief. So I'm going to just do whatever, like, you know, suits me and whatever. Yeah. At any point I can betray you, you know? Um, but I think, I think underneath it all, he does want, you know, he does want to be liked. He does want, uh, to be loved and, and, and have that relationship with people and, and have that relationship with Thor. Um, well, you know, it's funny. I now am also thinking the mindset that he's in at that point, he's the youngest by another sibling by this point. True. Like he true. is not, he is like, again, so far away from being the successor that it's like extra little bro- oh you're the little now you're not, not you're just not just the little brother but there's also a sister who has an even better claim than this brother that you've been mad at so like there's two people you would have to get through mm. to get to that so i almost i almost wonder if it was just sort of like uh, him being like is this even a thing i can pursue anymore yeah yeah almost <laughs> I, like I also, yeah i also found Thor's logic. I understood why I didn't agree with him being like, this is all your fault uh, with the sister coming out because the dad passed. Uh, I was just yeah, like, like this what? Was like, your dad did this like a long time ago. Yeah, well, that's definitely. The thing that I was thinking about was like, she listen, she's like the dad, you know, is not the dad I knew. And mm-hmm. I fully, I was on board with her. She's like, listen, he was like, yay, you're great. And kill, what did she say? I was his favorite weapon until I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And I was like, yes, ma'am. Yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. So that's, but also that's like the Black Panther thing too, where you've got the kids having to pay for the sins of the parents and it yep. comes back and then everyone's going, oh, it's your fault. And you're like, uh, no, it's not Killmonger's fault. It's like, no, it's it's crazy parenting in this MCU universe, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and Loki I knows that, too, because, you know, he was adopted and they didn't tell him, you know, until he was a freaking adult, like in his like adult adult, not like, oh, you're 18 now. Like, no, like he was uh, Thor was about to ascend to the throne and they were just and they still hadn't told them yet. Hey, by the way, not only you're adopted, but you are one of the frost giants who we've actually been warring with forever and you know and i stole you that is nuts (laughs) when is the best time to tell someone that i mean (laughs) i I think (laughs) when you when you give them when you give a really nice gift and then be like by the way (laughs) happy birthday i think it goes to show you just have to have these honest conversations like throughout and like normalize it and then also hopefully you have friends who have adopted kids to like show them and not just (laughs) surprise everything you know is not what you think it is and like shatter a person (laughs) yeah yeah i think the thing you said k about them warring with the the frost giants that is huge because if this whole time your country has been fighting another country for whatever because they're like evil baddies and then you're like i'm one of those people that were like i that will really through your head yeah and i mean it's so it's even visually represented by the fact that like 
Hella goes into the throne room. She throws the knives up at the ceiling. And then underneath is like a t- completely different tableau. So you're realizing like, oh, all of those like victories and all of those, um, you know, uh, uh, um, like, um, yeah, those victories. The spoils that Thor, of war. When yeah, she that, said, where do you think all this gold came from? I'm like, that yeah. was a hard Have you line. seen the Catholic Church? Yes. That was a hard <laughs> yeah, just yeah. line. Yeah. And, and, and these are all things that, you know, that Thor grew up being like, oh, this was so awesome. And I'm, this is yeah. the history that I'm going to inherit. And, you know, and, but, you know, Loki gets the, you know, gets kind of that first break in it. You know, in the first movie where he realizes well who he really is, and then you have Kate, Blanche, you have Hella come in, being like completely shattering that. Um, and they yeah, and so now Thor that ceiling because I bet you there's something underneath that ceiling because <laughs> lies, <laughs> yeah, they lies. had Loki's birth certificate. Yeah, you realize Asgard actually used to be part of the Frost Giant Kingdom, and you know. And so, yeah, they were the, the Asgardians were just the the conquerors who got to write history, um, you know, which plays into that uh, that kind of theme that, you know, this time around, it's just like, oh, the, this is actually kind of more about like the history and how, of empire, you know, and how people the winners rewrite the history to kind of like suit themselves. Um, but, you know, now that they Asgard is gone, Thor is going to lead them to where they um, are going to end up next. And and yeah, you see that um, at the end, uh, which is a very interesting place to end. Uh, you know, his story at this point, he finally assumes the throne, but it's, it's completely not what he was um, expecting or, you know, what he was the type of throne who is told he was going to inherit because literally the throne that that was there before is gone. Um, but you know, he does have Hulk by his side. He has Valkyrie. He has um, Loki and Korg. Oh, and by the way, did you know that Korg is actually played by Taika? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I looked it up because I was like, his voice sounds so familiar yeah. and I couldn't place it and then looked it up and I was like, yes. Yeah. I'm a Taika old school nerd fan from Flight of the Concords, the short film of what we do in the shadows, the feature film of what we do in the shadows wow. and the series. I have not uh, seen the short film or the short, watch it. It's it's online on YouTube. They did because it was a precursor to the the feature. I've seen the feature. Also oh, so good in it. And one thing that I noticed is think about the characters, the handful of characters who get to speak in their own accent. Yes. Because Thor's Australian Tina doing British British. Yeah. I guess Tom Hiddleston gets to be British. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah. It's, it's so funny. Cause I was like, that's hilarious. Cause then you've got, and then somebody was Tessa Thompson is British. Yes. Cause yeah. as, it's, it's so, I was like, Oh, that's interesting. But then Wait, Korg gets Isn't to be it? Kiwi. <laughs> yeah. Norse Norwegian. So should yes. I say be having Norwegian accents? Well, that would or like that would imply that people that would imply that Americans understand that Europe is different countries. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching. Listen, remember uh, Drew Barrymore was in this movie called Ever After, which is set in France. I remember <laughs> that, yeah, British accents, and I was like, this doesn't make any sense. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I just remember whenever I was young, I was like, if it's period, and they're probably British. It, it it's olden times, so they're. That they're of course they're talking in British. <laughs> You're just like there we they could go. Have been Irish, they could you know from Welsh. They could be. I was like, eh, they're talking British. But that ain't the colonizer's accent, ma'am. No, no, no. 
Um, yeah, so so I think that's a great place to wrap up on the Marvel side of our podcast for today let's go ahead and transition into our stretch and share where we stretch and we share a highlight from our week um quincy i believe i don't remember did you i have a share okay well i'll <laughs> do i'll pick the share. stretch then um let's do um let's do just like hand things like like finger stuff i think we probably did this pretty recently but it's really easy when you're sitting down to do hand stuff <laughs> <laughs> that sounds dirty. It's really- <laughs> it sounds uh, filthy. I'll do the hand stuff for you, Kay. Oh, thank you so much. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, there's, this is supposed to be a good one. I think. Oh, oh, that is Ooh. good. I feel that. My share, I already kind of shared it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to share it again just because it's so apropos. Um, I went to watch Shang-Chi this past week and it was amazing. Cool, cool. Did you feel spoiled at all? Or were there parts where you're just like, I don't get that since you hadn't seen all the other movies? Or no, I don't think there were spoilers. Um uh there was some connective tissue from other movies, which mm-hmm. I won't mention, Kay, for your earmuffs. Okay, um, good. So good, that good. was cool to see that threading live since I'm seeing all the threading retroactively. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really fun and funny and i think there were some concerns that it was going to be like a black panther knockoff like the asian version of it Mm -hmm. and it wasn't and it was like funny and like aquafina kills it in it and um at the premiere i went to her name's i think mang or manger the actress who plays um shang chi i'm just gonna shut up anyway an actress (laughs) came an actress and yeah the movie yeah came out with the director and then the production designer and then the two editors i'm pretty sure it's probably more than two editors on the team but two editors came out and she was just so fun like that actress came out and like was either live streaming or videotaping the entire intro like (laughs) of the premiere the whole time and like she was great i just fell in love with her just because she was awesome and like yeah it had wuxia elements in it too which was really yummy because like how can you not have a like an asian action film and not incorporate some kind of wuxia so it was it was really fun it was good great great yeah i've I've heard good things and i can't i can't wait to see it i i'm not going out as much because i'm being very i'm one of the people being more strict uh, in terms of like restrictions and stuff like that. So I will probably wait until it comes out on streaming uh, right now. They're doing like a 45 day window. So it should be on Disney plus about like mid October. Um, uh, Lisa, do you have a share for this week? I, you know, Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a car from Carvana. Wow. Cool. Beyonce's car died. So we needed another car. And it was literally a, a situation in which we had been looking for one. And I um, had poked around on the Carvana website and I created a profile for myself, but with his car. Cause we we're like, Oh, eventually we're going to see. And then when the car died, I, this is how how lazy I was. I was like, Oh, am I going to start a new profile for him under this with all the cars <laughs> info, or am I just going to buy it? And so we did it through my, but I was like, that was such a funny moment to be like, I'm just buying a car. Like I'm wow. just yeah. clicking it. And it's, I, it must be a generational thing. Cause when the guy arrived with the car and then to take the car for the trade-off, like 
it was so easy. I felt Is like that I how Carvana just, works. I don't. It like it sounds like. Listen, they really should be sponsoring you guys after I'm on here because I'm just <laughs> raving. I am <laughs> raving. But it was so. It was so easy that I was like, I could see how I could accidentally be a little tipsy and buy a car because <laughs> they really make it so smooth. And the guy dropped it off. And I mean, there's a few things where uh, I, I could see how it would be weird if you hadn't driven this car before, but like it was the same car that his his mom has. So we were familiar with it. So you it. have to like know either the car you want or be familiar with Yeah, it. I think you should really, if you're somebody who needs to touch it and get in there and more hands-on, like maybe this wouldn't work for you, but I have never liked going to a dealership. Yeah. And so, yeah, my mind was so blown. I kept saying to the guy, like, are people usually like, just like blown away? He's like, no, actually people just don't go. Okay. Thanks. I was like, oh God, <laughs> I'm such a dork. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's always been like, for me, a thing where it's just like big purchase. It should take half a day or if not the whole day to go into the place and make sure everything is tested and you write out the contract and all the features are blah, blah, blah. And to I, don't, yeah, I can see how I can just like, oh, this is so easy. I feel, I feel weird about it. <laughs> you know, let's get another one. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa now owns five cars. <laughs> uh, I'm sponsored one for by every day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, just, if you're driving places, might as well, might as well. Um, cool, cool, cool. Great share. Um, my share this week is I, uh, I ordered, uh, food from like a Mexican restaurant that I really enjoy. And, um, they hadn't offered delivery before for a while. So it was really great. And I got guacamole, which is always such a treat because it's so good. And, and it's, I, I just have such a hard time making my own guacamole. Cause I feel like the whole thing with buying avocados and making sure they're ripe at the right time and waiting until they're, you know, just the right amount of you know like softness a, to make the moon them landing. <laughs> yeah, has it's to be time just right. Yeah, it's like such a process. Um, so and then when you make it, you have to like figure out how to like either eat it very fast or save it before it like browns completely. It's exactly. Like a battle. Exactly. Exactly. It's like this whole like it's almost like like you're you're starting a relationship with this avocado oh, as soon as you stressful. buy it in order to make it into actually guacamole you know come on you have to, you should check it every day to see if yeah, it's exactly. right like it's very it's very involved yeah, it is it is just and and the thing is i don't want uh, just avocado i want guacamole so I'm like I, yes. I need it to be guacamole ready and then i need to also make it into guacamole um so i just had guacamole this week from a takeout place and i was like ah this is this is life yes guacamole yes. um yeah, so that's my share. And that brings us to the makeup portion of makeup portion. the podcast. So today we are talking about toners. toners. Um, but first, we are going to go over my look for today. Yes. My main focus was to come in with a cat eye because, you know, to to kind of relate it to Thor, um, you know, Thor was did you lose kind of, an eye? You did not lose an I eye. I didn't lose an eye. <laughs> but to me, this Thor was looked so different and was such a different feel and look and was so much dramatically different than the other Thors. I was like, let's bring the drama. Let's bring the cat yes, eye. I love, so, love um, a cat eye. I'm just going to keep a little bit different. I will say, I think this one is a little bit better. 
then you're doing it. That's, that's the cat eye experience. Yeah. That is accurate. One that's will always be more perfect than the other. <laughs> yes. Okay, this or is it this good. one a little bit better? No, you are, you are right. So I have you on my monitor so I can see a bigger, uh, picture of you. Uh, yes, you're, you are right. Your left eye is, um, uh, more, the hat is on if we want to call back to our cat eye episode. <laughs> the hat, the hat. Okay, the hat is on. Remember straight. the triangle? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Kay, I, Kay had done a cat eye, Lisa, and it was like, I didn't want to be like, mm, it sucks. It was like, you know, you know when a cat. <laughs> you know when you like wear a hat, but like it's just a little, uh, it's a little off. Like that's the way your cat eye looks. I was like, <laughs> okay. I, I know that. And the thing, the thing with that is that it's a very slippery slope where you start to add to it to fix it. And then before you know it, you're like, so yeah. these are here now. <laughs> yes. I, so I will say I, I attempted to, I think, I think it was this. I'm trying to remember. I think it actually was this one. This one, I felt like it was a little too thick like the whole way from the middle to the outside. So it actually was more full. I feel like here Mm -hmm. it was like bigger. So I did, I, so I tried to make it thinner and I Q-tipped it to take some off, but then I would add some back and then the bottom and the top of my eye above it, it would look kind of like blackish from like the movement of the, of the thing. So I put concealer and more foundation just around this part of the eye. So this took me about an hour and a half. Oh, to do these. <laughs> um, you are. But you say this one is better. I actually, yeah. I, and this one, I actually thought that this one was better just because it's more swooping. It's more swooping up and not yes. as chunky. The sh- I think the shape is good. The reason the left eye looks like it's placed better is because the bottom. So when you do your cat eye, um, this is, hold on, let me move the screen. So you want the bottom of the swirl to match up with the swoop of your eye, your bottom. Okay. So you're saying this one matches the swoop more. Yeah. Yeah. So it follows the natural curvature of your eye. Okay. So if I draw like it should go kind of like, and it goes, yeah, it's a little bit under. So it brings the shape of your eye a little down. Right. So everything Uh is about like accentuating and like lifting. So let me use a piece of paper. Yeah. I, oh God, this is great. The cat eye like starts above that. It would, it follows this line here okay and it just depends on you know uh amy winehouse hacker is like out to here um <laughs> but you would come it would come up to here so you follow this the bottom and that's how you match it up so see how this then accentuates my eye shape versus if i brought it down here it's not pulling my eye down it's, it's going not- down yeah yeah so you would you would say that this this eye it, yeah. It, do you see how the bottom of that, the, the cat eye is a little bit lower than your bottom? I eye? see. I see. Okay. So the, so the, the bottom of your cat eye needs to line up with the bottom of your eye line. Also live your I best see. life. If this is, if this is how you want to do it, like do it. But if you're, if you know, it's, if you're trying to like lift your eye. I no, I, I, yeah. Is this your first time out. doing it, Kay? No, we did. We, so we had an episode where Quincy showed me um, and that's where I, you know, we came up with the metaphor of like skewed hat. This is my mm-hmm. first attempt of doing it by myself. Yeah. This, I would say this is what? your first time doing it by yourself. The Just so you know, would... 
Yeah. This will be the worst it ever looks. And this yeah. is pretty great. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've, that's not what mine looked like. I don't think the yeah. first time I, I mean, tried it. <laughs> this, this took a long time and it was a lot of like taking it off, taking some off, putting some on, putting more around it. But it'll it only yeah. get easier from here because now you've done it. Yeah. And yeah. And, and, and now that you pointed out, I do see, and I will say I, I, this one, I worked on this really, really hard. This one worked. So the fact the that this one, one came out better is kind of like, actually a good thing. Cause I, yeah. you know, but uh, that the fact that you're saying like that, this one, I'm seeing it now that the, it's just the, the location line, of where it starts. Yep. If yeah. You had it, it like just yeah. choop, it would be perfect. Just, I think it's a great, I think what I ended up doing is like, you know, one time, the other time you were saying, like, sometimes people put the 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 thing backwards, the the pencil and they just like stamp it. Yep. 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 I think I think this one I did that. And this one I actually try to draw it. Handed it. Yeah. So I think you could do either or the that takes for this one next time. It might be closer to this. Yeah. So. So look stunned. I'm like, I'm so. I, I'm just enamored of all this. Yeah. Just so you know, for tip wise, if you are doing a cat eye the, with the felt tip one, um, the triangle, if you yes. are having a hard time freehanding it, you can just use the triangle and press it on your eye like a stamp. So it lines up. And it'll create the little tail that you're looking for. Yeah. And this I did that. I did that amazing. for this side, but not yeah. for this side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So I will try to use do that both sides next time. All right. So... Let's talk and about success. Yes. Ooh, ooh, okay. ooh. Great, great, great execution. conversations like this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now to the topic of the day, toner. Toner. Which are actually a skincare mm-hmm. item. Is that correct? Yes. Um, yes, it, yes, yes, yes. I don't know if you want to start off, but like skincare regime. I I, I know the basics of, you know, wash your face, uh, wash double wash if you're wearing makeup. Wear makeup. And but then okay. once you're done, moisturize. But where do where does the toner come into play? Thank you. Yes. Toner comes after you wash your face, depending on your um, face wash. Um, it'll help with your, the pH balance of your skin once you're done. Some skin, some uh, cleansers already have that, so you might not need that. But it's generally for like prepping your skin for skincare and um, to hydrate your skin. If you especially want like an extra boost of skin. Of moisturizer before you put stuff on. That's what it's for. Um, so it's like it's like moisturizer before moisturizer. Kind of, yeah. If you want that, especially sometimes if you have like oily skin, it's usually because your skin is like too dry. Like it's actually because it's dry, so your skin overproduces oil to compensate for the dryness. So if you give it an extra boost of moisturizer, that might help. Okay. Um. Wow. I'm. Totally not using toner. You've basically described my face and I'm realizing <laughs> that I have oily skin because it's probably dry. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just it's like, or that it needs just more moisturize, more moisture. Yeah. So in terms of like tone, like what type of toner do you use? How often do you use it? I use my toner twice a day. So every time oh. I, I want, when I wash my face in the morning, I put it on when I wash my face at night, I put it on. And that's um, before the moisturizer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. And how do you use witch hazel? Is that? Yeah. Witch hazel is okay. good. Are you using the one from target? The, the red one by any chance? No, I'm using this 
M.H. Breyers. Is that the name? It's like an old timey looking witch hazel bottle. It's clear. Even the label looks like it could have been from the 1800s or something. Yes. 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 I think that's the one. I, I'm talking about from Target. Um, maybe, it's like it has maybe. an old man on it or something. Yes, 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 it's yes, an yes, old yes. man. Bayer's Rose, which ha- that one. Yes, 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 yes. That was the one I was talking about. Yeah, that one's great. As long as it feels good on your skin, it feels like it's like plumping it, moisturizing it, and doesn't make your skin feel like tight. Yeah, um, okay. Because I used to use, I don't know if it was a toner, but like something after cleaning. And this is like 10 years ago. And like alcohol is, mm, it. I remember when I was like breaking out a lot, I used this Neutrogena when it's blue, it has alcohol in it and that, that would kill I like remember the that pimples. Mm-hmm. But then, then to find out like the alcohol isn't good for your skin because it's like tightening and drying, drying you out your probably. skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I used the Thayer's one. Um, that's great. Um, and now for me, I can't use, I have to use a toner before I do moisturizer. I don't know, something about it just feels really yummy on my skin before I put the moisturizer on. You don't have to. Um, but for me, I've noticed, like, I like to include it in my beauty routine. Well, I mean, I'm trying to, you know, we've been focusing more on makeup over the past, over the, these, all these episodes. So as we get more into skincare, I would like to have a regime because I am wearing makeup more and I'm washing my face kind of more fervently and more consistent, more like more often, you know, before yeah. I was just like no makeup. So I just wash my face in the morning, wash my face yeah. in the evening and then put moisturizer on. Um, I, I will say you like, can like, I didn't know this. You can like double up on toner. You can like do it two or three times if you like really want to give it like extra. Well, I will, I will say your skin looks, looks great. Yeah. So yeah, I do. So are you wearing makeup today? No. Today, Quincy? And so, and Wow, you look fantastic. You're a good advertisement for toner. I know, right? <laughs> right? And, yeah, and Carvana in the house. <laughs> they are switch hazel in the house. And, yeah. <laughs> and I, I will say, like, I do, you know, I appreciate the learning all this, like all of the, the foundation and like making everything, you know, um, smooth. But I will say, like, as I've been using makeup more and more, I feel like I am kind of having more breakouts in areas. Um, and I would like, I would like for my, just my base skin look to get, more, you know, closer to yours, Quincy, closer, just like I have no makeup on and it looks just nice and smooth, you know? Um, and so adding makeup feels more like a, like it's, so there's, it's, it's aggravating. It's maybe agitating your skin a little bit. Yeah. Or, or just the idea of like the, the way I look without makeup versus with makeup isn't such a, such a gap. Isn't such a like, mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, so you, you don't know, feel this... like a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or, you know, so I don't like show up with makeup on a zoom one day and people will be like, what did you do? Cause you don't yeah. look like that at all ever on normally, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I would say so. start. I'm not a okay. Full disclosure: I'm not a dermatologist. I'm just like, oh, I love skincare stuff. Disclaimer, um, disclaimer. I would, pro- I would say start with like try a toner, see if it makes a difference. The Thayer's one that uh, Lisa and I talked uh, just mentioned is a great toner to I think start with because um, it's like really nice. It feels fresh, like it feels good on your skin. It feels natural. Um, it doesn't feel crazy. Like yeah, and it won't uh, break the bank. chemicals. Like Seven dollars. Yeah. It's so um, cheap for like a giant bottle of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. in terms of applying toner, like how do you do it? How much do you use at a time? 
So I have a girlfriend who will just like from, <laughs> I don't know how she does this. Cause I would get it all over. She just, she just like, not that there's one. She has a different, it's a different, like, um, open, the opening is different, but she'll just like do it on her face oh, <laughs> and just wow. rub it, uh, run. And then she'll use her fingers to like, um, rub it in. I use like a cotton pad and, okay. um, just wipe all over my face. Gently. And, and is then- it, you, you kind of like, if it's like an open bottle thing, do you just like do like a, this thing and yeah, then yeah, wipe? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if, if we're, um, I, I just found this out. Like if you, if you get like a moisturizer with tea tree oil, it'll help with oil, uh, with, if you have oily skin, cause I tend to be more on the oily side. Oh okay. yeah. Oh, another thing too, is you could ha- get a little, uh, spray bottle and, oh, diffuse, that too. and that makes it like, yeah. you could even put a drop of tea tree oil in with the witch hazel. Probably. Yeah. That's a good idea. What is, what is tea tree oil? Uh, I don't know. I just know tea tree is great. It's like, it's like a, you, I don't know. It, it has like know. antifungal properties. Like what you were saying about the alcohol, the reason that the alcohol in your toner, I believe before was helping, it was like killing all that bacteria, but then it was drying you out. But yeah. tea tree oil will have those antifungal properties. I feel like it's kind of, it's kind of like, uh, it's like cleans. I don't know that I'm saying that correctly, but that's yeah. the, the idea. Cause yeah. I think also too, if you're having like, uh, itchy scalp or something. Tea tree oil is supposed to be good for that, you or like dandruff or something. Also for um to prevent like mosquito bites from happening because they hate oh. the smell. So, so it would be like a separate thing dish. that you would purchase. Um, yes. if, if you're gonna yeah, if you're gonna do the toner and then add a drop of it, you would you would buy like a little essential oil, tea tree oil. But there's oh. probably like a toner out there. I can send you some. Uh, oh, I you bet you're right. That has it in it. That already has it. I found out like fermented ingredients, like especially in K beauty, like fermented rice is a good way to add like antioxidants, like super like moisturize your face. Look, I guess uh, licorice extract is also good for anti-aging properties. I can send you guys the link of like, like drugstore level pricing to something like a treat yourself kind of toner and see, and you guys can choose which one you like. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. An experiment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've been just ordering things here and there and then trying them um, and then seeing like, oh, this works. This doesn't work. So, yeah, definitely. Let's add it. Let's add it to the pile. Um, One more question. Like, when did you start using toner and when did it like occur to you to start using it? You know, I don't know. I probably want to say like four or five years ago. And part of it was just, I think, being exposed to it. So I have a girlfriend who's like, big on skincare. I adore her. She will be wasted like <laughs> on the floor. Wasted, Wash that face and will do her whole skincare versus me. There are some nights I'm not going to lie. I'm like, mm, <laughs> it's a gift that I even brush my teeth. So, you know, uh, so I'm trying to break that habit. Cause we're not, I'm not 20 anymore. Um, so like about four or five years ago, I want to say part of it is just moisturizer, clean, clean your face, moisturize, drink lots of water. Um, and just, yeah, I stripped down my skincare stuff too. Like it's not a whole lot of stuff anymore. Like, especially because we're young, like we don't need like heavy creams because I was using heavy creams and then like, like getting blackheads and stuff. Cause it was like mm. clogging my pore. As long as you're, you have a good moisturizer that you like, um, and like, uh, like, a you don't have to have a serum, but like I, I, so my, my thing is I wash my face toner. I use hyaluronic, I'm saying it wrong acid with my little serum. 
uh, and they're all moisturizing hydration stuff. Do that. And then, um, moisturizer and then sunscreen if I'm going out and that's it. Okay. And so that's at the beginning of your day. What would, how would it be changed at the end of your day? Uh, so I like the moisturizer I have now. So it's pretty much the same at night. Um, the only thing I will do is maybe put on like a heavier cream at night to go to bed. Cause like, that's when all your cells are like regenerating and cleaning and blah, blah, blah. Just to okay. give it like that extra boost. Um, so sorry know. to review one more time. We wash face toner. Serum? Serum mixed with hyaluronic. I'm saying it wrong. Mixed with with hydrochloric acid. Yes. (laughs) Write that down. Burn my face. (laughs) And then you wake up with a new face. Yes. Serum. Um, Serum with serum with the acid. That, yeah, I will. I will text. I will. Type I it think in it's hyaluronic. That's it. I can't say that word. How do you I have to say that? Word? Higher, oh, higher. Have no idea because <laughs> I don't use it. But as soon as you said it, I've seen it written on a bottle. You know what I think it is? I'm very good friends with uh, someone whose partner works at L'Oreal and uh-huh. I would visit them every couple of years in New York and stay there forever. And their house has just, I think I just read it in their home. Cause every time I would go into the <laughs> shower, they're like, use all the products. And I, my memory of their bathroom has just had like all these boxes. And I'm sure at some point that like hyaluronic acid is like, wow. as embedded. Wow. Wow. It's yeah. like, a- it's like an Easter egg in an MCU. <laughs> movie wow dang oh and wow. you have a cat we'll wait a minute <laughs> you'll have easter eggs um so serum with the acid and then the cream uh and then moisturizer nice, right? and then yeah. moisturizer yeah. and then yeah. cream uh, the moisturizer i will swap out for a cream depending on how i feel okay okay and then a face mask like a sheet mask like a cream sheet mask like once a week okay Cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm not on top of all those things, like a separate, that's a separate thing, right? The sheet mask I will do after I take a shower and it'll be what oh. I put on before I do the night skincare stuff. Well, you know, we have, uh, we're just up about the middle of the phase three. So we will have more time <laughs> to dive into more skincare stuff. Um, because just you, uh, listing <laughs> all of those off. My like, brain is like, uh, deer in headlights. <laughs> I yeah. love it. It's, it's, uh, I come from a place of like very low maintenance. My mom didn't really do much except like a red lip and red nails, no matter what. That's that was all like you a need. Constant. Oh. Yes. And your mom and was fabulous. She is fabulous. Well, the funny thing is my mom had three girls and then we all kind of learned how to do our makeup and stuff around the same time because my mom, oh. I kind of feel like she was just like, raising us and just like, uh, uh, uh. and it wasn't until she, we were teenagers that she was like, Oh, I could play with this and have fun. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, they've got their lives a bit sorted out. <laughs> so we all kind of learned how to do that That's stuff really cool around the same time. I would say, yeah. because yeah, my mom wasn't very, uh, very low maintenance. I'm, I come, I come from that, that mindset, but like, I'm, it's such a dichotomy of being like, low maintenance but also i love makeup i love dramatic shows you have like you always have a yeah you always have a great lip thank you usually like a dark wine lip color that i love yes ma'am usually in the fall Uh and then the summer i try to make Uh it a little bit of a an orangey red right yes 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 yeah and you have great skin too like i don't yeah i don't don't yeah 
Do you mind? Do, are you wearing any makeup today? I will tell you exactly what I have on today. So I, um, I have just, you know, I put on the moisturizer, which is a tinted moisturizer. Okay. It's, mm-hmm. uh, and so that already gives you like a nice sort of like Base fresh color. face. And then I do a tiny bit because I, you know, cause you guys said to bring your stuff. So I just do <laughs> a little bronzer powder on your on my cheeks and up here and like sometimes if i'm feeling fancy because i have like the darkest circle i think it's a genetic thing i think i read somewhere that like you kind of can't do anything about it and Uh i'm like that's fine but like i'll put on a little concealer under eye Mm -hmm. because it's like i really do have like these crazy blue veins and it's not from black because they're like oh it could be from caffeine and some people it's just genetic and i'm like oh that's just that's just my look. So I'll put a little concealer sometimes around there. But other than that, I don't, I don't, I mean, the lip is the thing. And with masking, mask culture, yeah. it's like, because I, yeah, I feel like some like. ladies, it's like, oh, as long as I have an eye, I feel done. And I've always been more of the lip. So for me, mm-hmm. the eye is like, oh, okay. That, you know, with masks and stuff, it's harder. Yeah. To, yeah. Like, yeah, I can't be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did. I wore lipstick when I went out recently. And um, when I did take it off, I was like, oh, it's well, we're not going to be using now. this again <laughs> yeah. because uh, yeah. it's all just on there. Um, Lisa, I love your um, your makeup, what you have on. That's great because it's like that's so simple. I would never think to put bronzer on like that, like to use a tinted moisturizer and then a bronzer to just like warm it up. Right now I'm going, I, I, I dumped my fa- uh, full cover coverage foundation. Cause I was like, I don't need this. Um, and I'm doing a BB cream now. Oh yeah. But like a bronzer is a good a substitute to put some color on your face without like full coverage. Blah, blah, well, blah. I've been a, um, big avoider of the sun since I was young mm. and I just, and it's funny cause you know, my, my mother's from Columbia and my Latin family can, a lot of members are very dark skin, not very fair. And then my, my dad was just like white, 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 white. And I was like, my family would always tease me. They're like, you're so white. Like you're not, and I'm like, I will crisp. I don't have the same cheek. Like, what are we doing? Why are we acting like this is a fair fight? Like I, <laughs> guys what's wrong with you and so i like since i was young i just had like a very good like i remember looking at my dad my white dad just coming back from the beach just radiating red and i was like what are we what are you doing like no i can't do that that's crazy so i've always been big about staying out of the sun and but when you do that, like, at least for me, my, my, my skin color, like if I don't have any bronzer on, I feel like I just have like a big flat moon face. And so for mm. me, I just need a little definition of the color to not feel super washed yeah. out. Well, yeah. And I, I will say it's so interesting to hear people's different regimes and different, like kind of like setups that they use. Cause it just makes you realize like, there's no real right way to do it it's just basically what look are you going for and feel free to use whatever like even if it's even if it's blush or even if it's a little lipstick or gloss try it on your cheeks or if it's an eyeshadow use it as a contouring thing so it 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 helps me kind of realize how much more freedom you actually have and how much more fluidity there actually is in terms Mm -hmm. of like what mm-hmm. you can put on your face and where to put yeah. it. I think in um, the beginning, you just like, the reason it's like, do it like this is just so you understand like 
foundation is for your face. So you're not like, I put, you know, like you yeah. put it on my someone, seat. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah but like, let's look at my eyes. Yeah. Going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think that's a great place to go ahead and wrap up today's episode. Thank you so much, Lisa, for joining us. Uh, it's been a great time. And thanks to all um, for listening and are watching. Um, Lisa, where can people find you if you would like them to come find you on the social media? Or do you have any items you would like to plug? Okay, thank you guys so much. I do have stuff to plug. I started <gasps> yes. a podcast called the uh, Pilots 101 podcast that I host with my co-host, Chris Quintos. And we talk about our uh, the first episodes of TV shows that we love. And, awesome. Or maybe we don't love. We haven't come across anyone that we've hated so far. So, <laughs> you know, who knows? We'll give it time. Wait, what have you guys covered so far? Can I ask? A hundred percent you can. We've covered Resident Alien, uh, Living Single. Classic. West Wing. I'm going out of order now. Slings and Arrows. I just watched X-Files because we're going to do that. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember a couple of Basically, we start, we have no order. We talk about it and then we try to think about what would be the hardest left turn. Okay. For, and like we, we don't, it can be new. It can be old. Uh all over the place. It's basically just sort of like, a, you know, it, literally all that matters is that we're talking about the first episode because I, oh, as a, you know, as somebody who is an aspiring TV writer, who's yet to write anything that anyone has purchased, you still write a lot of pilots yeah, <laughs> yeah. before, you know, you sell anything mm -hmm. or anybody ever hires you. And so I just thought to myself, you know, we're writing so many pilots uh, I would love to just talk about what I love about that whole process. Do awesome. you also Great. read them? Sometimes, sometimes I will have read them. Usually we just, you know, we just watch them, but because I'm such a nerd, I probably have read them in the past. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it. I was, I like to think of it as a blind date. I think a pilot is a blind date with the audience oh, and you know, you have to get so much across without also seeming needy. So, you know, you really, like, we really see <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a, it's such a fine, you know, a delicate dance because no yes. other episode of a show there's no, everything's writing on that. Over. Yeah. It's you the first impression. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. If you and it's ever do Black Monday, please let me know. Oh, yes. We will do Black Monday next because or we just look we for suggestions. Oh, I haven't done that yet. And we will. Uh, and one that I have that we haven't done that. Oh, no, we did do it. Wellington Paranormal. Oh, is yes. We that's did. a fun one. That's a Taika. Uh, yeah, that's a Taika show. I don't know if he's the showrunner, but it's um, it's two cops. Well, three cops in, in, in New Zealand who investigate paranormal activities. And it is so silly. Oh, so yeah. you guys are also doing like non-US pilots, right? Oh, 100%. We're going to do Kingdom because <gasps> Kingdom oh. changed my life. Like that would show just just my brain was like, are you doing sweet home? I still haven't watched sweet home yet. Lisa, you haven't watched sweet home yet. No, I will yet. do it. Is that it Netflix? Is, sweet yes, home? It is on Korean Netflix. Horror, uh, oh, it was originally a web comic that they turned into uh, a series. Yeah, it is. It's a epic. great. Horror comic. It's so good. It's so, I mean, I, I can't remember what it, I feel like we watched one show 
where Netflix was like, oh, so you can handle subtitles. All right. All right. And then I was like this algorithm of like these crazy (laughs) horrors from Spain, because like then it's kind of cool because it really it really wasn't just like we watched Kingdom and I think some more South Korean um, horrors came in. But then it sort of was like, oh, you're willing you I can. Something about the algorithm was like, oh, I know that you don't speak Korean. This is basically telling me you're open to Mm. anything that's not your own language. And then we got all these like Scandinavian crime show, like all this. If you're willing to 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 read subtitles, you're like, oh, my gosh, there's so much. My friend said so much is Flower of Evil is good on Hulu. Flower of Evil. I will check it out. Yeah. K-drama like crime series. I like a I watch Eve type. I watch way too much television, so I will also email you. <laughs> email <Please. suggestions. laughs> We we have been, you know, we're very new. We just started out, and I've been very bad about promoting. <laughs> but you know, whatever. We're still we're doing it weekly. But right. um, yeah. Any other? Shows. What is it? Pilots one hundred and one, Lisa. The Pilots one hundred and one podcast. We are anywhere that podcasts can be found. I believe. I know for sure we're on Spotify, and then our our all of our socials are at pilot one oh pilots one oh one podcast or pilots one oh one pod is like Twitter. I think that's the only one. But um and I'm at Timmons Lisa on everything. Great. (laughs) Well thank you so much. Um and if you'd like to reach out to us or find out more about Marvel makeup, you can follow us on all social media at Marvel Makeup or you can email us at Marvel Makeup Pod at gmail.com. Please rate, review and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. And please give us five stars so that our Asian moms will understand why we know more about Loki than our third cousin who we haven't seen since we were eight. Yeah, I don't remember him. I'll tell you all about Loki, but don't remember (laughs) my third cousin. So thanks, everyone. We'll catch you next time on Marvel and Makeup. Marvel Makeup is hosted and produced by Quincy Cho and Kay Kanapu. Quincy is an actor-writer based in Los Angeles, California. Kay is a writer-performer for Filipino AF and an alum of the CBS Diversity Sketch Showcase. You can follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Quincy Dinosaur and at Kay Kanapu. The music for Marvel Makeup was composed by Clarence Yap and our artwork was designed by Patty Lynn. You can find them on Instagram at Clarence underscore Yap and at PattyLynn.jpg. See our show notes for even more info. Marvel Makeup is also a member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a network of Asian-American hosted podcasts. Please check out our fellow Potluck pods by going to the website, podcastpotluck.com. Hey, I'm Phil Yu, and you may know me from a blog called Angry Asian Man. And I'm Jeff Yang, author, journalist, and celebrity dad. We host a podcast called They Call Us Bruce, an unfiltered conversation about what's happening in Asian America. Each week or so, we host a discussion about some of the most vital and interesting topics in our pop culture and our community, bringing in guests who are shaping and informing this thing called Asian America from Hollywood to D.C. and beyond. Uh, we got media, entertainment, food, family, politics, representation, the good, the bad, the WTF of it all. So check us out wherever you get your podcasts or at theycallsbruce.com. Peace. Peace. Cool, cool. Um, and yeah, and so have you dove into like any of the TV shows yet? 
I haven't yet. I'm very okay. curious about Loki. I wanted uh, everybody was talking about WandaVision. Yeah. And I need I mean, to talk about pilots. Talk about pilots. I mean, oh, my absolutely. I need to. Yeah, I need to to dive into those two. Yeah, and I just read they won two Emmys over yesterday. Uh, got the Creative Arts Emmys um, for just sci-fi costumes and production design. I think um, so. How crazy is it that awards are happening? Like awards are still. Happening. <laughs> I know they're still like, happening. It's so strange. You I can literally just email people and be like, "You won this." <laughs> I think someone made a um, um, joke during like a award ceremony one year where they're like, you know how they do Nobel Peace Prizes? They email them. <laughs> but for us, <laughs> we do a whole show. So, you know, thanks for being here. You know, exactly. they email Nobel Peace Prize winners. I think so. Yeah. And like, you know, so other funny. high, really high ranking type grants and stuff like they. But, you know, this is like a teensy teensy. It is ageist. Um, but like, I feel like Nobel Peace Prize winners tend to be very like old sometimes, or is this just me made up in my head? Cause then I'm like, I feel like for the most part, they would be generally older because it's the idea I believe is a bit of a life's work. Yeah. Like a legacy thing. Right. Cause then my next question is like, then I'm very concerned for these people with their emails because my parents don't know how to (laughs) email like what if there's, this guy misses his I, there's Nobel some young like malala malala yusuf yusuf as i i don't know yes. your last name uh she she's a, a tiktok prize. what she received a tiktok yeah. letting her know. yeah she received a tiktok <laughs> yeah, she- <laughs>